Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. friends and welcome to the happy hour with jamie ivy podcast i'm your host jamie and i'm so excited you're here every week i invite a girlfriend to join me on the show and we chat about the big things in life the little things in life and everything in between guys before we get to our show today i want to thank one of our partners for today and that is star from afar whether you believe it or not guys easter is right around the corner so the question we're asking is how do you help your kids see past the candy and bunnies to help them understand what easter is really all about Star from Afar Kids just recently released their new Easter activity, the Easter Story Egg. It's a really cute and easy way to help your kids understand the meaning of Easter. The Story Egg set comes with a hardcover book and a set of seven wooden nesting eggs. Your kids will love playing with this nesting toy, but the really cool thing is that the eggs actually tell the story of Jesus from the day he walks into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday until Easter Sunday. You can read through the whole book and each egg in one sitting, or you can start on Palm Sunday and open an egg and read about an egg each day all the way to Easter when the tiniest little egg is found empty to remind your child that Jesus has risen. Right now, Star From Afar Kids is offering 10% off to all the Happy Hour listeners until Easter with the code Happy Hour. Help your little celebrate the true meaning of Easter this year with a story egg. Guys, you're listening to episode number 133, and my guest is Kate Merrick. Kate has been highly recommended from you guys to come on the show, and when I met her at the IF Gathering this past year, I knew that I had to have her join me. Kate and her husband, Brett, live in California, where they founded the Reality Family of Churches. In 2013, Kate faced what is every mother's worst fear when her daughter, Daisy, went home to be with Jesus. Kate's book, And She Still Laughs, released a few weeks ago, and I highly recommend it. In her book, she examines the Bible's gritty stories of resilient women, as well as her own experience of losing her child, to reveal the reality of surprising joy and deep hope, even in the midst of heartache. You guys, the Happy Hour Live was a week and a half ago, and I must confess to you that it was the best weekend ever for Happy Hour events. My guests were amazing. The ladies on stage were the best. The food was fabulous. The decor and venue were so beautiful. The photo booth, the goodie bags, the drinks, all of it was just pure magical. I hope that if you weren't able to come, don't worry. We are already in the beginning stages of the next one. I'll be blogging and posting a recap soon at jamieivy.com, so be looking for that. Also, guys, if you're loving this podcast, could you do me a huge favor this week and head on over to iTunes and leave a rating and or a comment? Your kind words and five stars will help others find the show. And for that, we are so grateful. It's super easy. Go to jamieivy.com slash iTunes. All right, guys, here is my conversation with Kate Merrick. Hey, Kate, welcome to the happy hour. Thanks for having me, Jamie. This is super fun because um, we met at If Gathering, but I think I told you there, and I'll tell you again, I've had so many people email me and say, you need to have Kate Merrick on the happy hour. Okay, that's so sweet. Isn't that nice? And do you remember when that's I saw so nice. you at If, I like kind of almost semi-attacked you to tell you that because I thought, that name sounds so familiar. People have been telling me about her, and here she is right in front of me. 
Well, that I felt mutual. In fact, when we walked away from, I think we met like in the speaker room uh-huh. right there. And my husband was sitting there. And when you walked out, my husband was like, down, girl. Are you kidding me? You just got... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? Well, I love her. She just doesn't know it yet. <laughs> it was uh, like, yeah, okay, well, she might not ever talk to you again because you were a little hyper for her. <laughs> whatever. I knew that I like loved you like as soon as we had our conversation. Um, it was Aww. so fun. And you and your husband, y'all did like this would be my dream world. Y'all were up on stage together. Oh, it was so scary. Are my are you kidding me? Like First of all, he's been doing this for like 20 years, okay? I've been at home nursing babies and folding laundry. (laughs) So I'll do it like once or twice a year. So he's the one that's like so great at it. And then I had to sit there on stage with him. Was that weird? Yeah. Did you feel my pain? I had to like, you can't scratch. (laughs) You can't move. You had to look like like you you were very like intently listening to what he was saying. Oh yeah. I had to, you can't zone out. You can't, I mean, you can't do anything. I wanted to like look at the audience and I wanted to, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I just had to be like, mm, that's so profound, mm, babe. Like, good. yeah, mm. you just kind of do the head nod. <laughs> mm, that's good. <laughs> I did a lot. Of, I was probably like a bobblehead. I, I, I never watch when I'm recorded. I just don't, oh. I just, I want to enjoy my life. So I never watch video of myself. So yeah, we don't know. I'll never know. So It'll do you guys do that together often? Or is that really mm-hmm. a rare thing? It's so rare. Lindsay emailed me and said, Hey, will you guys come to speak at if gathering? And I was like, yeah. And she wanted both of us. And so actually it it was so cool because, um, I just felt like it it was almost like a security blanket having Mm -hmm. him there Mm -hmm. with me. He's just so good at what he does. And yeah, so it was fun. It was fun. Well, it was fun to see you guys in that element. And I would have thought that you guys were this little traveling duo together. So there you go. Um, doing your thing. Um, okay. So congratulations because you had a book come out, what, two weeks ago? Um, I think it was last week. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Last week. Or was it two weeks ago? March 7th. It all, March 7th. Is that two weeks ago? It's like having a baby. Yeah. You forget having, right. You, it's you, you forget. Yeah. Okay. Almost two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Well, congratulations. Mm -hmm. It's called, and she still laughs. Um, and still she laughs and still she laughs. Sorry. I was, I'm looking right at it. Um, and yeah. still she laughs, defiant joy in the depths of suffering. Um, and you and I were just talking before we started. Your picture on the back is so marvelous. Oh, thanks. That must be the galley. They didn't <laughs> end up putting it on the final copy. Oh, yes. I'm looking at it, an advanced reader's copy. Yeah. You are. Yeah, I know. I wish I could paste that picture on my actual face. <laughs> Although, you know, I feel like when I meet someone who's only ever seen like my press release or whatever, I'm like, I just want to apologize first thing. I want to be like, I know I don't look like what I look like in that picture. Okay, I need to stop you right here because <laughs> I have met you in person and you are full of lies right now. That is not true because you look just like this person. You look like this California sun-kissed girl that just got off her surfboard and so you look like that in real life too just so you know no one believe what you're saying oh goodness um okay so you live in california um Mm -hmm. southern northern central whereabout just the very top of southern so just before it gets yucky okay and like yucky meaning south and then before it gets cold and wild which is north so we're like right there you feel like you're like in the sweet spot yeah yeah santa barbara basically if someone i mean we live 10 minutes south in a smaller town but you know santa barbara okay santa barbara but you also kind of live a little bit 
it feels like off the grid. And I say that because you don't have internet at your house. And when you told me that, I literally right. thought, how do you survive? <laughs> I love that. Yeah, you know I mean? okay, so You're probably like, in- hello, Jamie. I am a normal person. I just don't have internet. And I'm like, how could you ever make it without it? Yes, we are normal people. We just don't have internet. Um, and it's sort of a long story with that. And we, we live on a ranch. It's like only two acres. So I mean, there's power out here. Like we could get internet. We actually used to have it, but made a conscious decision to go off of it mm-hmm. um, to be more present, really. Um, because, you know, say you're studying for a speaking engagement. Next thing you know, you're shopping. Oh, for sure. And then you're like, what? Well, shopping for <laughs> your new outfit that you're going to wear on stage for definitely. That you're going to wear it, right? And yeah. so you justify or whatever. My husband, same thing. He's like, man, I'd be studying, you know, to teach on Sunday. Next thing I know, I'm watching Jeep videos <laughs> or surf videos or whatever or shopping yeah. for Jeep parts yeah. or for guns or whatever. And so, um, yeah, it's just nice. Like we do DVDs, mm-hmm. so we don't, we can't stream like video mm-hmm. because it's uh, we do have a data plan. I'm not going to say that we're actually little house on the berry because we're not right. We have a data plan. So like on my phone, you know, I can do stuff at home. Yeah. I can swing on my hotspot and do email and stuff like that. We just can't have unlimited just all day long yeah. internet, internet, internet. And it's lovely. Well, this does sound great. And this is like, you can maybe help me with this a little bit. Cause I know you don't have Instagram and that's part of just the, do you have any social media? None. Okay. So none. And you let all that go a while just to like be present. Um, yeah. We're, I have watched some of my closest friends do a media fast with their kids mm-hmm. and they're about six weeks in, honestly, and they set up to okay. do a month and they're still going strong. So oh, awesome. I know. So I read this book. Media, the, like all media? Like, so for my family, like when I'm thinking about doing this with my kids, we're thinking about starting in April. Don't tell them because, oh my gosh. Because you want to be able to renege and not have them know, right? Well, yes, but we, we've been talking about it for a few weeks. So we're it's kind of Aaron and I gearing up to, to it as well. And honestly, like, I could never tell my kids this, but I have to get through March Madness first because I love watching <laughs> basketball. And so I would feel like a fraud if I told them they couldn't watch anything unless it was basketball with mom. And so we're going right. to get to April. I know, I'm weird. Okay. But anyhow, so okay. for our media at our family, it would be like um, TV all their electronics, which my kids don't okay. even have that much stuff compared to like sure. comparatively to other people in our neighborhood and stuff. Um, but like electronics and TV. So you're really just shutting down all media for real, all media, especially for wow. the first two weeks. And then our friends and even the book I read, they, they say, you know, every once in a while I'll throw in a movie or something, but it is sure. literally to kind of, it's kind of a reset for my kids, especially, mm-hmm. or especially some of them, not all of them struggle but just a reset on their brains and a reset on um, attention. Yeah. So that's what we're doing. But I love it. I'm a little It'll nervous. Be, you know, oh, the first few days are going to be like AT double hockey stick. Yeah. But then after that, it's going to be amazing. Well, and nervous too, as a mom, because how much do we as parents depend on electronics to babysit our kids? I mean, now that my oh, kids are older, oh. maybe not as much, they kind of do their own thing, but still, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, just watch this show and you'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. So we're about to do that. But you guys yeah. have cut out social media, both you and your husband. Mm-hmm. Okay, tell yeah. me about that. Okay, so he had Twitter. He had Facebook and Twitter. I never had either. Mm-hmm. I just never had any desire um, for either. So I'm going to back up a little bit to four and a half years ago. Four and a half years ago, my daughter was on her 
third cancer diagnosis. And so we were looking down the pipe of experimental treatment and we were going to go to Israel. Um, I don't know if this is bouncing around too no. much, but it's kind of, it's kind of like, you know, the genesis of the whole idea. I didn't idea. know this. So yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah. So we took her to Israel to, to, you know, to hopefully try and save her life. And before we were going to go there, we kind of just, like, you kind of take a step back and look at your life and you think, what am I even doing? And what am I letting control my choices and my, my minutes? And then you realize every minute is super duper precious. And I always tell our kids like, Hey, God gives us a certain amount of money. It's all about like what we're going to choose to spend with it. Well, God gave us 24 hours in a day. Mm -hmm. What are we going to choose to do with those hours? And so I think it started specifically with me in the hospital at UCLA and we're there trying to harvest daisy stem cells so that they can make um, a vaccine out of her tumor and that we can get all these like things done in Israel. And we're sitting there, I'm sitting in this hospital room and I'm scrolling through my Instagram and all my friends are at the beach mm. and their little girls have long flowing hair and mine is just lying and she's a skeleton and she's bald and she's in pain and she's like probably going to die. And I was just bitter. I was just looking at everyone else's life, just bitter. And I posted a picture of my view out the window and I posted it for the sheer purpose of like, I wanted people's sympathy. Mm. I wanted people to look at us and be like, oh man, it sucks to be them so bad. Oh, you know, and stop their world for a minute and pray for us or whatever. I don't know what I wanted, but I was feeling bitter. And I posted that and immediately I just felt kind of ridiculous. Mm, like you knew like the, the kind of what your heart was, the motive all of a sudden. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. All of a sudden. And I really felt God speaking to me like, Hey man, this is the life I gave you and you can choose to be all in or you can sit around bitter about it. And I realized like, Hey, she's still here mm. and she is lovely hair or no hair. She is the loveliest girl I know. And, um, I honestly like made a conscious choice to stop looking at other people's stuff and just focus on my family and where I was at. And all of a sudden, you know, a dreary day in the hospital turns into a chance to snuggle with my daughter and a chance to get to know her better and, you know, hold her hand and trace her fingers and laugh together. And there were all these blessings I was missing because I was just comparing my life with everyone else's life. And then, um, and a thing about that, you know how, like, basically, when we look at other people's stuff, we're comparing other people's outsides with our insides. Mm -hmm. So it's just not accurate. And so a couple months later, like maybe a month later, um, we were in Boston, and um, we were visiting friends on our way out to Israel. And we had a picnic at the Arboretum. And um, my good friend, Nina, posted the picture of the picnic. And if you looked at it, you would think, Oh, these two families, they have it all. They're in Boston. They're planting churches. Like that's so cool. And Oh, look at those beautiful children and look at, they're having a picnic on the hill. But what you don't know is that we are like, we are walking into like the probable death of mm. my daughter. They're walking through heavy spiritual warfare and depression from church planning in Boston. And like we were two really miserable families. Mm. And so you just can't compare your insides with other people's outsides. And then um, we were heading to Israel. And all of a sudden I realized like, 
hey, are we going to pimp my daughter out? This is terrible, but I said pimp my daughter Mm -hmm. out. Are we going to pimp my daughter out on social media so the whole wide world can watch her final months in Israel? No. Heck no. Because think about it. Like, you take a cancer kid to Israel, like, hello, Instagram gold. Mm -hmm. Like, you tell me right now that there's a cancer kid in Israel. I'm not even on Instagram. Like, I'm going to get on Instagram so I can watch this cancer kid in Israel. But it's none of anyone else's business really and not in a mean way mm-hmm. i mean it in like a she's my daughter yeah. she's my family she's she's my gift and everyone has their own gifts and so i did not want to spend one precious minute okay let me get your picture mm-hmm. on a sea of galilee hold on let me pick a filter and then have my phone bing 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 hey love your style hey get a shawarma for me like no that's not how i'm going to spend my daughter's last few months if they are her last few months so it just I just, that was it. So that, was it. Never, that was it. That what was, was your last, last photo you posted from the hospital? Um, no, I think I probably posted after that. Yeah. I have no idea. But that's it's where it kind of started. That's where it started. Yeah. yeah. I haven't looked at it because it's all really sad pictures. Yeah, so. I'm sure. But it's still up. I think it's still up. I mean, it's private. It was private. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I find that so interesting in so many levels. And we'll talk about the the turns that your life has taken since then. But I think about that sometimes. Um, just in like every day in the thick of it, mothering sometimes, Mm -hmm. even like I think about myself and my own personal Instagram, like sometimes it can, you can find yourself looking at other people, no matter, even not if you have a a sick child or a child with cancer or whatever, but maybe you have a failing marriage and you look around and everyone seems like everyone's just happy, you know? Um, and so did that change your comparison or did it just help it? Um, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, oh yeah. And I'm so grateful. I mean, there was even, I think it it goes across the board, not just with like, you know, having a sick child, losing your child or whatever. I think it goes across the board with everything. I mean, years ago, there was a time in my life when my husband said, you know, you're reading these fashion magazines and you're just feeling like crap about yourself. Mm. So why would you do that? And I remember him telling me, I forbid you from looking at fashion magazines. And like, I was kind of like, what? No, no. But he was totally right. right. I put that thing down and all of a sudden I feel like the biggest toad that ever lived. But if I don't look at it, I feel free to be myself. I feel like I have a family who loves me. I've got a great life. Like, it's just weird. You know, you go shopping and you didn't know you needed all that stuff. Right. Right. (laughs) I never even knew I needed it. But you were happy without it. Yeah. So yeah, it's kind of more of a just being okay with the way things are and being okay with my own life. And I think it takes intentionality too. You know, as people are listening, they're thinking, man, I really struggle with that as well. Well, then you might need to make some changes. And some people can thrive on Instagram and never have those feelings, but they can't handle Twitter. I mean, whatever it might be, who who knows what it is for you. Um, But I think it is is really great hearing your story. And I actually didn't know that it started then if you letting go of social media. So I find that really interesting too about how God was just showing you, hey, make these moments count um, mm-hmm. because what you didn't know then, or I don't know if you felt that way or not, but what you didn't know then was that you literally did just have a little bit more time with your daughter. You know, mm-hmm. uh, if you don't know it, guys, I'm a Texas girl through and through. I've lived here most of my life. I was born here and I love traveling. Here's why I love traveling throughout Texas, because it has a vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities, which means there's an infinite number of different travel experiences. 
And no two travelers are exactly alike. And it means that no two trips should be either. If you're a beach person, well, you can have fun under the sun with Texas's 350 miles of coastline. If you're more of a rugged vacation type, there are campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. And foodies cannot get enough of Texas's world-famous barbecue and Tex-Mex. Enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. And now, Travel Texas offers a one-of-a-kind online trip builder that allows users to generate a custom, visually-led trip matched to their unique interest. Guys, come visit my state. Visit TravelTexas.com slash get your own to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash get your own. You guys, in January of 2024, I made a commitment to myself. I wanted to get stronger, which meant I needed to get in the gym, which means I needed to move my body in different ways. You guys know I love to walk. Well, it's spring, and spring is the best time for us to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, to tap into your power, and build towards your summer you. I love my Peloton. It accommodates to my schedule with a variety of class links to choose from. I can choose a 30-minute class. I can choose a 45-minute class. If you only have five minutes, there's literally a class to get you moving your body in five minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and every mood. There are classes if you want to hear country music, if you want to hear uh, rock, if you want to go back to the 80s. If you can't run, take a walking class. Need some grounding? Try yoga. If you want to level up, go for their Pilates or HIIT workouts. Here's what I love is that you can move at your own pace. And that is what I'm learning that my body needs right now. It needs to move at its own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take all the guesswork out of working out. You guys, we think about so many things during the day. Let's take the guesswork out. Let's jump right in and let's keep our fitness journey fresh every single day. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. I personally love a good 45-minute hip-hop class. It gets me moving. It gets me excited. It's my favorite genre of music, just ask my kids. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. That's OnePeloton.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Um, Mm -hmm. Okay, so I started reading your book and read like six chapters today in like an hour and a half when I knew that I was going to talk with you. Um, And I heard your story because, listen, I don't I'm not going to talk about this because I'm going to tell you. And I get chills even thinking about it. When you and I met, we Mm -hmm. spent like, what, two hours in a booth upstairs at whatever restaurant Mm -hmm. that was. Yeah. It's one of the most like sacred, special moments I've ever had in my entire life. Oh, thank you. It was so healing for me, Jamie. It was so like, it was crazy. Like the things I told you in that booth, like I, I'm never going to probably tell anyone you know what I mean it was really special like I felt that was a gift from the Lord that he's just plopped you down was like hey here's here's a heart that's gonna listen to you and just like you can be free so thank you for that well you're welcome and I just want you to know and I'm sure certain I told you this that night and after is that man it was such I felt like 
and I still feel like I got tears in my eyes just now. Like I still feel such an honor to be able to be the the receiver of the information that you gave me tonight, uh, that night. And so I feel like it, like I, I could fly out to your house and be like, we could just go to lunch and pick back up because we just shared yeah. such an intimate moment there. Um, yeah. but your book, I, I got it a couple of weeks ago, the advanced reader copy, and I was looking at it today and what I expected to find was, um, your story of walking through cancer with your daughter. But what I found yeah. was encouragement for me. And I've never lost a kid, um, to death with cancer. Um, and mm-hmm. what I found was encouragement straight from the scripture about people's stories that I've been reading and hearing about since I was in the church at seven years old. Um, mm-hmm. But you talk about them in this personal, intimate way, as if these women that you're discussing are literally your friends. Like when you described them at first, <laughs> I was like, man, she's got some crazy friends. And then when you said, <laughs> this is Mary and Bathsheba and all these people, I was like, oh, gosh, wow, they are crazy <laughs> women in the Bible. Um, yeah. But one thing you talked about at the very, very beginning is. Um, you said, I've learned not to fear suffering because it's not my enemy, but it's my teacher. Um, mm. And I just, man, and, and you talk about joining this community of suffering that you never, um, you never knew you'd be in so early. And I don't, do you know Catherine Wolf? I do. Catherine yeah. Wolf was on here. I think it was like episode 98. And she talks about these young suffering, this young suffering club. And, and she kind of talks mm-hmm. about suffering the same way you do. And so when you say I f- don't fear suffering, but I look at it as my teacher. What so, mm. someone's listening and going, I've been through suffering, Kate, and I don't know what you're talking about, but you know what I mean? So like, how do you say suffering can be a teacher in my life? Oh, that's a, that's a really deep question. I think, I think to say that I don't fear it. I mean, I don't want anyone to think that I'm this superwoman and that I'm like, you know what I mean? Um, I'm not, I'm not a superwoman and neither are these women in the Bible. I think what what we all have in common is just plain old faith mm. and just letting like letting God be God yeah. and just knowing that he's he's with you walking through it. Um I think no matter how, how hard we try, we can't keep things the way they are. Like you can't I, no matter what we did, no matter how much money we spent on treatment, no matter how you know, how many people we had praying, we could not save my daughter's life. Mm. And so there's kind of almost a freedom in saying, okay, this is what you've chosen for me, God, then I'm going to say yes to that. Mm. And so I think that's where the teaching comes in is like, you kind of just learn how to be open handed with God and with what you think was yours mm. and say, wow, okay, it ultimately is all yours. And you've just chosen me to be, you know, have that in my hand for a little while. Like, he chose me to be Daisy's mom for eight and a mm-hmm. half years. Yeah. And that's it. And that was it. No mm-hmm. more. And so I can either say thank you for that or I can rail at him and wave my tiny dust fist at him and say, why don't I, you know, and mm-hmm. be entitled? Why didn't you give me? Mm-hmm. Why, why, why? And honestly, God's never going to answer the why. He didn't, you know, mm-hmm. in the book of Job, what does he cry for like 38 chapters? He's just crying and crying and crying. I wish I was never born. You know, why, why, why? And in the end, God never says why. Mm. And he's like, I'm not going to tell you why because, you know, because I am God. He answers with who. So I think there's just something so freeing in knowing, like, I'll never know on earth why God let Daisy die. Mm. Like, I just won't. And the, the sooner I give that up to him, the better, the freer I become and the more, like, um, 
the more in sync, like the more I can walk with the Lord saying, well, if this is what you've chosen for me, the answer is yes. Mm. Like in the example of Mary, you know, when Gabriel says you're going to be mother of Messiah and all these things, shoot, that, that's a tough road to hoe. I right. mean, he, he's like, there's, there's going to be some really heavy things. And whether she thought of them right then or not, I'm sure some of it crossed her mind. She probably didn't think, oh, I'm going to watch my son get slaughtered right. on the cross. Right. But she had to know, hey, from the get-go, people are not going to believe that you're pregnant by the Holy yeah. Spirit. They're yeah. going to think you're, you know, something. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> something That's, they don't want around. Ludicrous. Yeah. It's either crazy or a tramp. Yeah. So, um, but she said yes to that. Mm-hmm. She said, be it done to me as you, as you say. And so like, there's just something so powerful in saying yes to God as if we could change his mind anyway. Right. I mean, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. As someone so, like, yeah. as someone who yourself who's walked through great tragedy and trials and all things at such a young age, um, would you say that sometimes you feel as though through those trials and things, would you feel as though your faith got stronger? like immediately or a while after, or what did that look like with your conversations with God? I assume, and from reading and from talking to you that it didn't always, it didn't start with like, okay, God, here's what we're going to do. You know, that would be crazy to think because we all have emotions and we're all grievers and, and God knows Mm -hmm. that. And he is not, you know, hurt by that. But what did that Mm -hmm. actually look like for you um, getting from bitterness to, okay, God, yes. Um, years yeah yeah (laughs) years years of like you know grief crying the why the really Mm -hmm. are you kidding me Mm -hmm. you know the like I think God can take it so um so there's (laughs) there's years of that and then and then I think it really the seed of getting healed for lack of a better I don't know like finding healing joy the seed of that is faith and so um and honestly like opening up the word and discovering these women who had suffering because i think satan wants us to think you're the only one that's ever gone through this why would god withhold that from you Mm -hmm. how come you're the one whose kid died Mm -hmm. like you served god with your whole life really he took your kid exactly yeah so right you need faith to see past those lies and you gotta like you got to do the work like faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And so if I listen to lies or if I listen to my own flesh or whatever, I'm never going to get to a place of healing and a place of joy until I start listening to the word of Christ. Mm. And so it it just takes a long time and of marinating on it. Like, um, and it's interesting how God chose to do it with me because in the beginning, like, Right after she died, I knew like, oh, well, I mean, biblically, yeah, we're supposed to have joy. Consider all joy in your trials and all these things. And knowing, okay, well, we are going to heaven and Daisy is in heaven, but it sure hurts like Mm -hmm. something else. Um, And so... So kind of the, the, the catalyst to, to finding that joy that I literally thought I could never find it. I was like... Well, hmm, I'll survive, mm-hmm. but I'm not joyful. Like almost like I'm withholding this joy yeah. because I'm so offended. I am so hurt you took her. Mm-hmm. And then the more the more you just let the word of God wash over you, the more you're like, hmm, okay, okay. And you kind of come creeping out from underneath your hole. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
And it was that verse in Proverbs, the, really the, the title of the book came from that Proverbs um, 31, 25. Strength and dignity are her clothing, and she laughs without fear of the future. Mm. And that verse, I always loved that verse. And I loved it before my daughter ever got sick because I thought, oh, yeah, like strength and dignity. Boom. Like she's kicking butt and taking names. Like I'm going to be her. And then you take a step back. And then then that verse bothered me after I lost her. Mm. She laughs without fear of the future, really, because I'm feeling some fear. Nothing laughing, yeah. I'm not laughing and I'm scared to death. Like before I lost her, after I lost her, like no. So um, I just, that ver- I really felt like God just handed me that verse on a platter. And I, um, I speak sometimes in other churches and I said no for two years after I lost Daisy. And then uh, a, a church down South said, will you please come speak at our summer thing? And this is the verse. Mm. And I looked at that verse and God's like, this is yours. Hello. This- I'm handing Yours, it to yeah. you. Yep. Ugh. And so that's kind of like the catalyst to um, to spending time with those biblical women. And so I was like, okay, well, who's laughing? Who's laughing? Yeah. Oh, Sarah's laughing. <laughs> Why is she laughing? And then God's like, well, she's bitter. So are you. Like, I didn't really know I was bitter. I thought I was just kind of maintaining. Mm-hmm. And God showed me these things in my heart. Like, hey, you're actually bitter. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, that's where it started. You know, and I think sometimes I think uh, like for some reason along the way, we have thought and bought this lie, like kind of the lie that you just talked about, how like you're the only one that's gone through this or how why would God let this happen to you? You're serving him. You're faithful or you're faithful to your husband. Why would this happen? You know, I think sometime along the way we bought this lie that thinks that if things like this happen, it means that God doesn't love us and has left us. And 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 he would really not let this happen to us because he loves us. Um, mm-hmm. But yet we see time and you talk about it in your book. We see time and time and time again of people walking through intense suffering and still, still, still like following God and knowing that this is part of their path to glorify God. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think sometimes too, also like I get to talk to a lot of women and some of them share stories of suffering with me. And, you know, y- you never know it's coming most of the time, you know, it's like the day before you got the call about, Daisy falling down and then finding out that, you know, she has cancer. Like the day before that, everything was fine. Mm -hmm. Like life was quote unquote good. Um, And then it just came out of nowhere. Um, And so I think too, like when I'm listening to you talk and other women, I'm like, man, how important is God's word even before that bomb drops? Amen. um, To get us through those trials and and stuff. And I feel like sometimes people who are kind of like, I love God, but I'm not really like in. Well, then, you know, the, you know what hits the fan and they don't have a base to stand on. And, um, yeah. So, man, I can, I I always hope when people listen to the show and there's someone talking about suffering and they're not in the midst of suffering, I always think, man, just get ready, get ready, you know? And because I always like, (gasps) I love teaching on, you know, the, where Jesus tells to build your house on the rock. And I always tell women, I'm like, listen, there's three kinds of people. You're either like, you're either just got through suffering and you're just like still wet from the storm um, yeah. or you're in the midst of it or hold on because it's coming. Like, you know, like it's yeah. all it's uh, those are only three options in this world. And so that's true. It's so yeah. difficult and so hard. Yeah. Okay, guys, before we get back to my conversation with Kate, I want to thank one of our other sponsors for today's show, and that is Prep Dish. Prep Dish is a meal planning service, and they do something that makes your life so much easier. 
they send you an email with a grocery list and a prep list. So you take your grocery list, you go buy all the things you need, and then you come home to your house and you do exactly what they say to prep all of your meals for the entire week. You put them on the fridge and y'all, you are ready to go. So when you have baseball practice or baseball games or literacy night or swim lessons or whatever it is that you have during the week, you know that you can be confident that you have good meals ready to feed yourself and your family. For example, some of the meals right now for March are baked chili and sea bass with curry, roasted cauliflower, and green beans. Guys, that's amazing. Veggie fajitas. Harissa lamb chops with sweet potato coins and sauteed spinach. That stuff is amazing, and you can do that because they tell you exactly how. Right now, Prep Dish has a special offer for Happy Hour listeners, and that is a $4 trial for the month that you sign up. Go to prepdish.com slash happy hour, all lowercase, to sign up for your first month. Have you found that you have been um, able to kind of meet more women and kind of have a little bit more compassion, empathy for people who have walked through what you have? Did the stuff just come out of the woodworks once you walk through something? Oh, totally. And like, honestly, I I would not have known how to even look a woman in the eye who's gone through what I've gone through until after. Yeah. 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 Well, it's something that you you can't even begin to comprehend until you walk through there's no way i could tell you i understand yeah. how you feel obviously sure um, because i never walked through it um but i do really appreciate when people are with someone who's been through tragedy that you don't understand that just listen like yeah just listen oh that's the best thing you know that's the best you don't need thing. to solve anything like you know yeah. just listen i'm sure you yeah. had some people just that said some trying to be kind things Yes. Um, I even made a list. I spoke last weekend at a retreat about like how to help a grieving person, uh like from a broken heart. And I was like, I have to, I just have to. So I made a whole list of what not to say. What are some of them? (laughs) There's some bad ones and they have all been said to me. I'm sure. All of them. Um, Okay. So anywhere from, I know how you feel. My cat had cancer. Okay. Nope. That's not, that's not the same. I promise you. I would want to punch someone in the face. Yes. Someone said, you know, you're actually lucky because Daisy died before she could have made any really bad mistakes. Okay. No, no, that doesn't, that's not nice either. <laughs> no. Um, also, we have a three-year-old and so, and Daisy died four years ago. She, she came along pretty quickly afterwards. Uh-huh. We've had someone look at the baby on my hip and say, ah, oh, the Lord gives and takes away. It all comes full circle. Oh my gosh. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And the thing is, I don't think any of these people mean harm. Of course not. They really don't mean harm. Of course not. And so I speak with a grain of salt and like, you know, you smile and nod and say thank you. And then later on, you crack up with your husband over it. Oh, my word. Yes, she did. The cat. I can't can't even imagine the The cat cat thing. The cat. Or I've heard, oh, I know. Okay. I'm not even kidding you. I called the insurance company a month after she died to get her taken off the insurance. I'm talking to the adjuster, or wasn't the adjuster, I don't know, the, the guy that does our insurance. I'm talking to the guy, and he says, oh, um, okay, so she had cancer, right? I said, yeah, but she needs to be taken off. She uh, went to heaven about a month ago, and he launches in this whole story, and he goes, oh, I know how you felt. When my daughter was, you know, six years old, she was in the ER for three days. But, and she almost died, but God had a plan for her. He said, but God had a plan for his daughter. 
Mm. He's like, now she's 16. And sometimes when she's making dumb choices, I say, remember, God had a plan for your life. And I'm looking at the phone like, can I please throw this phone across the room? This is not happening right now. But I have to stay on the phone with him to finish our insurance call. Yeah, that kind of stuff happens. And it's weird, Jamie. I hate being the grief lady. Like, I want to be like the fun lady, okay? (laughs) I want to be the girl where you're like, let's only ever talk about rainbows and Uh surfing. And I like, I want to be her. But like, that's not where God has me right now. Because you lost your daughter four years ago. And so, yes, yes. Oh, my gosh, Kate. I am going to, I cannot believe that insurance was yesterday. Now, I can't decide which one's worse. The cat (gasps) or telling you that his daughter was in the ER for three days. Yeah. I think I think that was the worst one, especially a because month after a month after, Ugh. which feels like a, a second after, you know, I'm sure yeah. I'm sure. Um, and so when Daisy passed away, your son was how old? Twelve. Twelve. OK. And Daisy was how old? Eight. OK. Eight. So twelve to eight. Um, and yeah. now you have a new sweet little girl. What is her name? Her name's Theodora with a P.H., but we call her Fifi. Fifi. Is she like a bundle of joy? That name makes me feel like she would be a bundle of joy. (laughs) She embodies her name. She's cuckoo. She has curly hair. She's gorgeous. She loves princesses and dancing and singing. And like, she's too much. I adore her. And she's brave. Like her sister was so brave. Mm. She's yeah, she's cool. She's fun. Uh, I, I love hearing like the personalities of kids and how they sometimes match their names. It's hilarious. Um, yeah. when you guys, when you and your husband decided to have more kids after, um, Daisy passed away, was that like an easy thing for you or was this a hard thing? Was that, I mean, that seems like that'd it be was a hard totally road to follow. No, I feel like it was like a word of prophecy because I was super proud to have my kids in my twenties mm-hmm. and like, I remember you told I was me like, this, whatever yes. old moms, like. <laughs> Old moms are losers, you know, yeah. like, I was super prideful about it. And especially at the school my kids went to, cause like it's a private school. And so we had grandparents paying for it, but like the other parents are like older and rich, you know, and <laughs> yeah. so I'm like, whatever rich old mom, we're like young and cool. Yeah. I'm just confessing to you right now. I'm just saying it. I like love it. it. You're like a young hit surfer mom. Right. Yeah. I was. Now I'm older. <laughs> so anyway, so I was stoked to have my kids in my 20s, but I, I'm, I'm going to freak you out right now. Okay. I'm going to freak you out. Okay. So we had Daisy. I was 29. Uh-huh. And all our friends are getting vasectomies. My husband looks at me and says, well, I guess I'm going to go get a vasectomy. That's what everybody's doing. And I said, I'm not against it, but I don't think it's a good idea for us. I said, what if one of our kids died? No, you didn't. And I promise you. So don't ever say that. No. (laughs) What if one of our kids dies? I don't want to be a one kid family. And he's like, well, okay. And so he never got it. So he did it. Fast forward 10 years because Daisy and Fifi are like nine and a half years apart. Mm -hmm. So I'm 38 when Daisy goes to heaven and like, um, and just, wow, my son is 12. Like I can't start over. That's insanity. Right this is so sad. And like, I'm just done. And I guess I'm done, you know? Mm -hmm. So for six months we were, I I almost felt sorry for people with small children. Like, Oh, gross. You have a small kid. Like you're changing diapers. That's nasty. That's how I feel now when all my kids have, all my friends have babies still. I'm like, Ooh, yeah. We're like little kids are for suckers. Like (laughs) no way we're going to enjoy our lives. And then one day I literally woke up one day, six months after Daisy died 
And my husband, he gets up at 4 a.m. He goes into his study. He's studying in there. I'm, I'm just lying there. I feel like the Lord says, I want to give you a gift. And I'm like, huh? So I walk into my husband's study. And mind you, the day before, we're like, yeah, having kids is for losers. Right. The day before. I walk in there. I look at him and I said, I think God wants to give us a gift, a baby. And he looks at me and goes, okay. <laughs> and so two weeks later, I was pregnant. <gasps> two weeks later. Yeah. You had sex that day. Oh, you know it. <laughs> <laughs> two weeks later, you're pregnant. Yes. Oh my gosh. I just got two chills again. Weeks. Yes. And then it's crazy, right? So, um, and that's why we named her Fiodora, which means supreme gift. Mm. Yeah. So now I'm an old mom. So I have a 13 year gap between my kids. 13 years. So my son got his license. He's got a girlfriend. Oh my gosh. Like, yeah. He's halfway through high school. Like I'm going to graduate my son and then my daughter starts kindergarten. So now you know how to pray for me. But it's your <laughs> gift. It's your sweet little gift. Oh, and, and all those times that you were making fun of all of those old moms, here you come right. to kindergarten. <laughs> here I am. And I actually did a little book signing at um, their school. And uh, I opened up like, hey, guys, you know, I was here 13 years ago with my son. And <laughs> I was a young mom then. Now I'm in your old mom. So, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That is so funny. Well, I yeah. love that gift that you guys got for sure. Um, and I can't uh, believe that you just got the word and made the baby. Right? Right. Crazy times. Crazy times. And then I actually had a miscarriage. You probably haven't gotten to chapter nine, I think it is yet. But um, I read that already. Um, I, I skipped around. But yes, I read it. Okay. And cried okay. with you. Yes, thanks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, we had a miscarriage. But um, anyway. Is that so, the what you talked about in chapter nine? Um, or is that another miscarriage? I can't remember which. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my recent one. Mm -hmm. So you had one after? After Fifi. Okay. I did. Yeah. yeah. I, I but I've closed up shop since. Okay. So. You're done. No more kids coming out. I'm 42, man. Like, <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> you know, I read that chapter today and I've had two miscarriages as well. And I just mm -hmm. really, really like felt that pain. And I know a lot of listeners too have gone through that. It's crazy. Um, but the mm -hmm. chapter after that, I read that one as well. See, I read like the first three chapters and like the last three chapters. So, okay. Um, but you talked about perspective versus comparison and we kind of talked about that yeah. at the beginning, but yeah. I love the way you talked about it because it's really just this kind of shift that you had where you're like, wow, when I actually look at the perspective of what's happening, um, in my world right now and don't compare it to everyone else. And for you sp specifically, you were talking about a time like when you were kind of in the midst of writing this book and, you know, your husband just looked at you and said, she's alive speaking about Fifi, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just like saying, Hey, it's not just that it's not that just this has happened in my life, but what if I change my perspective on it? Um, and you said yeah. this, I'm going to read it. It says perspective is a giver comparison <laughs> takes. I love that. It says, and then you say, Perspective is generous. Comparison pairs down the loveliness of your life until it appears a thin shred of its former glory. Perspective carries us through life laughing. Comparison evokes cursing and frowns and grumbling. And that is so true. Hmm. With our families, with our ministries, with our work, yeah. with our bodies, with everything. Yeah. yeah. Everything. Everything. I mean, I was, I had started to think like, you know how, you know how like, 
a lot of maybe younger wives, they'll start grumbling about their husbands. Mm -hmm. And I think sure is a whole lot of single girls out there would love to say goodnight to someone and wake up next to them with a diamond ring Mm -hmm. on their finger. Right. You know, and then I was thinking, okay, well, there's all these new moms grumbling about, you know, staying up in the night and changing diapers. And I think, you know, there's a woman who deals with infertility. Mm-hmm. She'll stay up with your kid. Yeah. You know, after I lost Daisy, if, if any of my friends or just even anyone I just knew or, or whatever complained about their child, I'd think I got an empty bedroom upstairs. Mm. There's toys in there. There's clothes in there. I got love in my heart. I'll take your kid off your hands, mm. you know? And so it just like kind of birthed this, this thing in me to where like, I just, I didn't want to just, you know, throw everyone else under the bus, but like, okay, look at your own self. And so like kind of carried over. Yeah. So, and, yeah. Every, and how do you, how do we do like, like when I read it, it was like, oh, this kind of light bulb moment for me as well. But, and then I thought, I even had the thought of like, how do I keep that knowledge and that perspective when I'm not mm. in the midst of this huge storm, if that makes sense. Like that to you yeah. now is like constant. You'll never forget that because Daisy's yeah. never coming back. Yeah. But for me, or even you in different areas, you know, like maybe it's not parenting for you because you you understand sure. the gravity of that. But it could be something right. different for you. I just was thinking like, man, how do we keep that in the forefront of our mind? Like yeah. the perspective versus comparison. I think it's just a reminder thing. And having girlfriends that will remind That's you as totally well. It's totally a reminder you know? thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And like my man, it's so great. He just looks me in the eye and he's like, you kidding me right now? <laughs> I'm like. Oh, you're right. Okay. Never mind. You know, (laughs) and we, and we literally, you know, that chapter is called just a little bit of poop. We literally say those words all the time. It's just a little bit of poop. Just a little bit. Just a little bit of poop. It's gross, but it washes off. It's it's, It's okay. It's done. I also read in here how you got peed on at the beach. I did. I was cracking up laughing about, I don't understand (laughs) why a dog would pee on you. Don't they pee on things and not people? Oh, apparently. Okay, this dog is evil. This <laughs> Obviously. Super evil. That dog barks at my little girl. I hate, like, I'm sorry if there's any animal lovers. I love me some animals. They taste so good, but. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't like to be peed on. I don't want to get peed on, man. Oh. Uh, if I had like a rock, I'd have chucked it at its head. And I'm still, I, I pass by it all the time. We go to that beach all the time. That's hilarious. And I curse at it. I like shake my fist at that dog. <laughs> Dang you, pee dog. Um, <laughs> okay. Do you surf as well? I do. Yeah. Okay. I am. Let's go. I, no, absolutely not. Thing. Absolutely not. Because. Oh, wait. I listened to a podcast saying that you don't like the creatures nope 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 i am i am convinced that a shark will devour me for lunch (laughs) i am not even kidding like it's just gonna take me out it could happen it could happen i mean there are sharks out there i'm not gonna lie but you know it's one of those chances you take like i could drive to the store to get ice cream but i could get hit by a bus on the way it's probably more likely that i would get hit by a bus and eaten by a shark right Oh, much more likely. Okay. And probably even more likely to get hit by lightning. Although there's been in my area, there's been so many more shark sightings in the last year. It's really crazy. In fact, okay, so we have junior lifeguards in in town. I used to be a junior lifeguard instructor. Now, last summer during the meet, so we, we meet with like the neighboring cities and their teams and whatever. Last summer during the meet, there's hundreds of kids in the water. A great white, which is kind of oh my easier. gosh, I can't, I cannot I even you. handle this. No, you're not even gonna believe it. A great white 
comes up, like, I don't know what it's called. It, with whales, it's called breaching, but I don't know with sharks. So it comes up, flies out of the water <sighs> with a seal in its mouth. No. That thing to shreds while all the kids are in the water, and like everyone's like, "Get him out, get him out!" And then my son, oh my, my precious and only son, he's a surf instructor. Like that's his job. He works at surf camp. So all summer long, he is in the water from nine a.m. to three p.m. the entire day, and then you know he'll probably surf after that. This summer, there were at least five shark sightings, and we're talking. Not like, oh, it's 100 yards out, but we're talking like five yards out. I have heard, and I'm going to botch this up, but someone will tell me, I've heard that the sharks are coming closer to shore ever, than ever before. Um, It could be true. If, I mean, if not, it keeps me out of the, like, I'm going to convince myself that it's true. So, oh my gosh. So, Kate, when you say shark sightings, have there been yeah. any shark bitings? Um. Well, a, a guy I know from my church got his kayak bit. It bumped off off his kayak, chomps onto the kayak, and then like pushes it away. There's the there's been bitings like an hour north of me. There's like an area with a lot of sharks. There's been quite a few bites up there, not in my actual city. Okay, I um, literally, if you can see me, <laughs> I have my scared? no. I like have my hands over my <laughs> eyes, and it's like if I stop thinking i will stop this is like so scary to me <laughs> okay did you see soul surfer no but i want yes i did so good right so Bethany i want to have her on the fun. show you have to wait have you had her no i want to though i'll hook you guys up okay but i watched that show and i mean i look at her i mean it's completely true how old was she when that happened like 16 13 13 13 and 13. then she's like begging her parents to get back in the water in like what two weeks? It was crazy. Yes, yes, dude. She's. I just think some people have that in them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't have that okay. in me. If I got bit by a shark, I like wouldn't even go to the pool ever again. Like, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> no more baths for you. <laughs> yes, no. But Bethany is amazing. No, I watched that, she's and some so of our good. kids. I think it may be me that has put this fear in them. But like one of my kids, we went to the beach last week in Texas. Okay. So okay. I'm just going to let you know. Where do you go? Like Galveston or like? Port Aransas, which is next to Corpus. It, okay. It's not okay. nice, Kate, at all. Okay. So okay. think of like the worst possible thing you can imagine. And then there's water. <laughs> okay. So, but okay. my kids were like, are there sharks? And like, we couldn't lie to them. We're like, yeah, it's the ocean. Yes, there's sharks, but they're not going to come up. Yeah. I mean, they could, but they probably won't. That's what I kept saying. Yeah. And so they got in the water and I'll tell you, like, I was trying not to put my nervousness on them, but I sure. watched them the whole time. And I just, I literally would think things like, is this it? Like, I'm about to see one of my kids devoured by a shark. And oh then I went through gosh. scenarios about what I would do. I was just nervous, but I didn't want them to know it because I wanted them to be brave. And they were. Yeah. They were, yeah. They were brave. I mean, and they didn't, are. And they didn't even know that I was like a nervous wreck on the beach. So. Good job, mom. I know. I did it. I did it. I held it in <laughs> and I did not make okay, them feel that way. I'm actually more afraid of bears. Well, yeah, but you said I didn't I read in your book. You have bear, or where did I read this? So you have bears come in yeah. your city sometimes? We did. Well, actually, last year, a woman who was hiking with her dog got attacked by a bear. She lived through it. But like I'm look, I'm sitting looking at the mountains right now. And there's bear tracks out there and they've come down into my neighborhood before. So if I hike, I'm like totally afraid of bears. So I'll hike with a couple of sticks and I'll be whacking them together. The whole if you time. Make yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's what I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. That makes me nervous too. Man. So funny. 
so funny. But you'll get in the water with the sharks. See? Oh, I totally will. It's just it's how you it. grow up too. Like, you know, your son's out there. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm born in, and raised. Like, yeah. I've been in the ocean since I was born. Yeah. I had another girl on the show, Monica. She lives in Hawaii and her sons are like, like sponsored surfers. Well, Monica's my good friend. Oh, really? Yeah. So she was on the yeah. show. And so we probably had the same conversation about how much I'm scared of sharks. And she probably said the same thing you did. Like, you know, you just, you go out there and you do it. You just do you it. You just do yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Oh. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. Um, Kate, are you reading anything these days? I am going back through the Chronicles of Narnia. Oh, that's good. Which one are you on? It's so good. Um, I just finished Magician's Nephew because I'm going to go in chronological order. So that's always so, confusing to me. Yeah. So, okay. So I'm pretty sure C.S. Lewis first wrote Lion, Witch, in the Wardrobe. Uh-huh. And then he went back and wrote the prequel. The Magician's so Nephew. So if you read them in chronological, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm, the Magician's Nephew, which is so good. That's actually one, one of my favorites. Mm. it's one of my favorites I love that, that one he, that he did I love yeah. that one yeah and then um the last battle I actually read that to Daisy when we were living in Israel mm-hmm. which is so like I don't know I could get all weepy and be like oh the last battle mm-hmm. it's just a darn good story and it talks about heaven and it was so good and I'm really looking forward to getting all the way through mm. to the to the last battle again. So good. I read, yeah. um, we never finished them all because that's like the story of my life. But I, yeah. I read, I don't remember the last one, but I was reading them to my kids when they were little. And they even brought okay. it up on vacation this week. How I never finished the series. So maybe I need to oh. go back. But um, that was fun. I just read A Wrinkle in Time. Oh, it's so good, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I had never, ever read it, which is crazy. I absolutely love children's literature. Um, probably more so than like grown up, fiction yeah i just love yeah well i sometimes like to read like what my kids are reading in school for lots of reasons okay kind of to know what they're doing and it could start a discussion with like a 13 year old boy who doesn't really want to talk about anything you know sure Um, and so so i usually try to read what they're reading but i told my son i was like i bet you'll read this in high school because i'm sure i was supposed to and never did but (laughs) it was good and it's a whole series did you know that um, I think I was aware of that, yeah, but I, I don't think I've read the other part. I haven't either, but I think there's maybe four or five. So anyhow, yeah, um, okay. Really anything you're loving these days? I forgot to tell you that I was going to ask you that. And so that can be kind of stressful. Yeah. Loving, loving the pressure of loving. Or we can just scratch it. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I can't, I can't think of anything. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm loving spring. I'm loving daffodils. I'm looking at them right now. It's really special. I'm loving putting flowers in my house and making bouquets. Like, you know, you can do these little tutorial things online. Oh, okay. So Chip and Joanna have the Magnolia Journal, uh-huh, right? Uh-huh. There's a whole flower arranging article in the middle. So that's fun. I'm kind of, I'm kind of loving that. Okay. Well, that's exciting. I just got my, um, 
I just got my own little like herb garden going on in my backyard. So that's my first. Good for you. I know. I like desire to have this garden where we're like, hey, let's get some salad for dinner. And I walk outside and uh-huh. pick it. But that's so we we started with an herb garden. So I'm I'm going on. So okay. Chipping. Okay. What did you plant? We have rosemary, sage, and thyme. Okay. And one okay. more. I can't remember. So yeah. You need to plant some mint for two reasons. Number one, it grows like crazy. Okay. You can't kill it. Okay. Um, but it will take up its whole pot. So like if you're going in pot, because uh-huh. it has its runner, so it, give it its own pot. And for reason number two, because you can make mojitos. Oh, doesn't that sound good in the summer? Yes, especially in Texas. Yes. I feel like it's Spanish. It's refreshing. It just matches. Just what you need. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, okay, well, then I'm going to have to go get some mint as well. And I love putting like yeah. mint essential oil in my water. Oh yeah, I put peppermint okay, drops so in every day. Okay, so you can just like you can just put a whole sprig. That would be the just best sprig in there. Mm-hmm. Love it, love mm-hmm. it. So um, okay, Kate, this has been such a delightful hour with you. Mm, I'm so glad you. you could do this. And you, what the listener doesn't know is that you did it very last minute, and so I'm thankful for that. And I just I'm going to put a link up where people can get your book. And I just I cannot recommend it enough. I mean, I literally read six chapters today. And just loved them, adored them. I loved the way that you talked about your story, but you also always, always, always pointed us back um, to Jesus. And so thank you for that so much. Thanks. I'm looking forward to reading yours. Well, next January. Can't wait. I know, I know. Um, Okay, Kate, have a fabulous rest of your day. You too, Jamie. Thank you. All right, guys. Wasn't that a great chat with Kate? I cannot even begin to tell you how special the moment was that her and I shared at the end of IF gathering in a booth when she shared so much about her sweet daughter, Daisy. This mama has grieved hard. She is still grieving. In the midst of it all, she is still living and laughing as well. I really hope that you were encouraged by our conversation about living in the moment, perspective versus comparison, learning to suffer well, and of course, my crazy thoughts of getting eaten alive by a shark. And I hope Bethany Hamilton comes on here so she can just like reassure me Well, she can't reassure me because she was bitten by a shark, but I still would love to talk with her because I saw the movie and I adored it. Um, So hopefully we'll get Bethany on here as well. Guys, today's show is edited by Logan Garza and the music is from Jason Poe. This Friday is the happy half hour that was supposed to air last Friday. You guys, the live event and then spring break, it just did me in and we never recorded one. Don't worry, my good friend Logan Wolfham will be here this Friday for the happy half hour. If you missed last week with Heather Avis, make sure you listen. It's really one of my favorite shows we've ever recorded. Next week is my guest, Tish Oxenrider. And although we've known each other online and in some writing circles, this will be our first time to chat for the happy hour. I'm super excited. Guys, enjoy your week. Share the show with a girlfriend and have a happy hour with a friend. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.